بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وبه نستعين على امور الدنيا والدين والعاقبه المتقين ولا عدوان الا على الظالمين وصلى الله وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين my brothers and sisters we have with us here uh, sheikh abdullah hakim quick a famous historian imam uh, and scholar who is going to benefit us today with the topic regarding Halloween. Uh, we know it's that time of the year again, and it's very important that we educate ourselves of these celebrations, the history behind them, and what should the Muslim do regarding them. So uh, again, Jazakallah Khair, Sheikh Abdullah, for joining us, and may Allah bless you and your family. Um, so to start off with, Sheikh, why is it important for Muslims to know the history of these celebrations, especially the Muslims are living in the West, and during the year there are many different celebrations that come about. Why is it important that we know their history? Father Jazakallah Khair. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa usalli wa usallam ala sayyidina awaleen wa al-akhirin nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa barak wa sallam. Alhamdulillah, it's another great opportunity uh, to be with you here. And I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would bless you on your efforts and all the brothers and sisters who are striving to implement Islam uh, in the West uh, and those who are reviving their Islam throughout the Muslim world. It's important for us to understand that Islam is a way of life. When we speak of deen, inna deena and Allah al-Islam, as the Quran says that, you know, the true way of life with Allah is al-Islam, that this is not just uh, theology. In the West, people separate uh, theology from their lifestyle, from economy and their uh, normal life. But for Muslims, it's a circle. It's all together. It flows together. It's a way of life. So therefore, what we do in the masjid, what we do on special occasions, should reflect what we are doing in our regular life. If our regular life is, is something different and our, our religious life you know, is in another valley, then we are what is called Dhu Wajhain. We are the people of two faces. And the Prophet said that Dhu Wajhain would be the, one of the most despicable people on the Day of Judgment. The people who come to you with, to one group with one face and another group with another face. And so as we enter and live in the Western countries, we become part of the rhythm of society. And you'll notice your work week is what is called a Judeo-Christian work week. And that is based on the fact that you work during the week, Monday to Friday, and then Saturday is a holiday, and Sunday is a holiday. This is because of the Sabbath of the Jews on, on Saturday and the Sunday uh, holidays of the Christians. So it's a Judeo-Christian work week. And within the culture of Western society, as all societies, religious beliefs are literally woven up in the very fabric of the lifestyles that we are living. And this is exactly what was happening in the time of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when the, the Quraysh uh, worshipped Lat and Uzza and Suwa and, and the different uh, pagan idols. These idols, in many cases, were representations of people, they were, represent, they were physical repre representations. They were sometimes connected to nature. Um, and so 
the concept of association of partners with Allah, shirk, is connected with culture. And this is important because in many cases, in many Islamic universities, for instance, we study shirk and tawheed, but more or less from a uh, intellectual point of view. There's one and then there's three and two and multiplicity. But when we go into society, it's not always an academic uh, discussion. It's a cultural discussion. And so you can literally find the polytheism within the cultures of the people. And, and, and the job of the messengers and those enlightened ones after the messengers was to, to penetrate their own their cultures and to weed out the polytheistic practices, the negative practices, and to get the people online with monotheism, with Tawheed. And so this is where it's important for us to understand that um, in the Western countries, that um, the, the basis of their worship, it is a type of what you could call pagan nature worship. And the worship in this part of the world, and in much of the world actually, was based upon a connection with three things, with the heavens, and that is the movement of the planets, the movement of the sun, also a connection with seasons. So based upon which season you were in, uh, there were certain rituals uh, that were carried out during that time. And also the mysteries of sex and reproduction. And so reproduction and sexuality also played a role in religious symbols and religious rituals. And of course the sun uh, being the largest of the creations uh, played a central role in many of the uh, ancient pagan religions. So this is important. And before we go to Halloween, because this is a big discussion, right? Yeah. Uh, I call it holiday myths. I actually have a, a little book written by that and I have some lectures online. It's called Holiday Myths. Holiday Myths. Right. And um, so uh, it's a big discussion. I'll just give you a brief overview. There is a, a concept, an astronomical concept called the solstice. And, and the solstice is, comes in the middle of the seasons. So you have a winter solstice, you know, around December 21st. This is why they, they say officially winter has begun in December 21st, right, right around there. I mean, maybe it's already freezing. The snow may be down already, yeah. right? But they say it's not officially uh, winter. Until the 21st. Solstice, right? That, that's, that, that's when you're right at that point, that middle point in the, 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 the year, the movement of the year. There's also the spring solstice. There's the summer and the fall solstice. So around these points, uh, the pagans used to have certain rituals. The biggest of the rituals actually was the spring solstice. Because this was, um, you know, an amazing time, especially for people in the northern countries. Because in our lands in the north, you're coming out of a terrible winter where it was cold. <clears throat> and if you didn't have central heating, somebody might die in your family. All types of things happen in the winter. If you're really north, the sun goes away. If you live in Norway or Sweden, even parts of Canada, yeah. there's no sun for literally like two months. So when the sun starts to come back, this is an amazing phenomenon. And, and, and for the pagan people, it was the conquest of light over darkness. 
You see? So therefore, in the spring uh, solstice, they had a special ceremony, which they called Ostre or Oster, or in English, Easter. And Easter, they believed, was a pagan goddess who would wave her wand and everything would start turning green. So actually what it was, it was, you know, sun, the sun coming back, vegetation and life coming back. Uh, and this is a, a, a victory over the, the forces of cold and darkness that was happening in the winter. So a whole set of ceremonies, you know, happened around this, which we don't have time to go into, but just to paint that picture. Now, when Christianity came into the region uh, and they found the people were, were worshiping like this, some of the Christians, I don't, nobody knows exactly who it was, but somebody said the old saying, if you can't beat them, join them. Okay. So what they did was in their false understanding of uh, the death of, of Jesus, of Isa on the cross uh, and his so-called resurrection, they put it on the spring season because the people were, were already worshiping or, or, or believing in the conquest of life over death. There was death and then resurrection. Okay. Death in the winter, all your trees are dead. Your animals are in hibernation, right? And then resurrection. Your plants are coming to life. Your animals are coming out of their holes. Uh, so it's like a resurrection. So they said, okay, Jesus, you know, died. And then, you know, after three days, he was resurrected. So they put it all together. So it would be, um, you know, enjoyable and acceptable to the Christians. You can test it up until today. I mean, times have changed because many of these, these events are not as important. But still, if you say to the average non-Muslim Christian, uh, even a, a pagan, whatever, say, say the word Easter, what comes in your mind? The first thing they'll tell you is eggs, rabbits. They'll start giving you these fertility symbols, right? Yeah. And then after a while, they'll talk about Jesus, right? But very few people, except a devout Christian, is going to start with the, the resurrection of Jesus. Because Easter is the Easter eggs, right? Yeah. And, and, and so that's the pagan ceremony. So literally, when you have the eggs and the rabbits, because the rabbit has more babies you know, in the mammals, they produce faster than maybe any other mammal. So they're a yeah. symbol of fertility, right? Yeah. It's like a, a, a tamima. It's like an amulet. They would use a rabbit's foot in America as a symbol of fertility. So all of these things are pagan symbols. They've come into, in, into, into culture, but they still have meaning to people. And, and, and they still take away from the monotheism or the tohid of the people. The winter season as well is the winter solstice, and that is the Christmas season. You know, and that was supposedly um, the birth, you know, of Christ, although it is agreed upon by the religious scholars that, that Isa was born in the warm weather. Yeah. Quran even paints the picture, you know, that Maryam, may Allah be pleased with her, she was told, you know, you know, go out and, you know, shake from the, the, the palm tree and the ripe dates will come, right? Ripe dates, we know, uh, only uh, ripen in the hot season. Yeah. So it's agreed upon even by the Christians. Jesus was not born on December 25th. December 25th is the winter solstice. And it's the pagan ceremonies of the Saturnalia and the Bacchanalia. You know, that is the reason why the most important person I know in, in America, I'm not sure about, you know, about England, 
but the most important person is Santa Claus, right? So Santa yeah. Claus is really a pagan, you know, type of individual, you know, who they use. And, and so that's the duality in there. And there's a number of other smaller uh, holidays, but I want to go into Halloween now. Yeah. Now, Halloween is coming around the time of the fall solstice. Okay. And this is a time where based upon uh, the ripening of the plants, because no normally in the northern countries, you know, your trees are, are bearing fruit, you know, in the late, you know, August. So in, in September and October, it is around this time that your, your, your plants are like ripening. Everything is ripe. And that's when, you, you know, they will have the biggest harvest uh, is really coming in. And so people used to celebrate uh, in America. Again, I can't totally um, discuss UK because I don't know all the traditions there, but I know in, in, in North America, we have what is called Thanksgiving Day. Do you yes. have Thanksgiving as well there? Uh, it's, it's more of an American, uh, I believe. Uh, okay, so yeah. in America, they have Thanksgiving Day. It's different in Canada and America, but it's basically October, November. Okay. Okay, because this is the time when you give thanks, because that's when all your plants are, are there and you know, your harvest is there. At the same time, in uh, uh, ancient Europe, there was, there was a celebration of the dead. And they believed, the pagans believed, the Druids uh, there in, in England and uh, UK, and other pagans, they used to believe that um, there was a pagan uh, god of, of the dead, the Lord of the dead called Samhain. And um, on October 31st, uh, Samhain would then call to the surface uh, the, the spirits of those who had died in the year before. And they could literally take revenge, you know, on people. And that time of October 31st, it was also a time when the, the, the witches, you have a religion called Wicca. And, uh, you know, I know you have this, you know, in, in England as well. That's yeah. where people, they dress all in black and they yeah. have a, a coven of 13 people in a coven. That's their group, their jama'ah. And um, so the witches would have their, their pilgrimage, like a hajj. And, and, you know, they would go to Germany and other places, to these forests and castles. It's all October 31st. So that is the most important day for Satan worshippers, um, you know, the so-called Lord of the Dead worshippers, Wiccans and whatnot. So these two um, uh, holidays, you know, are actually happening. And again, when Christianity now spreads into Europe, we know it's not the original Christianity because Paul, you know, you know, changed a lot of the things. He, he yes. opened up, you know, Christianity for Bida, and he allowed them to make innovations in Christianity. And so they began to make innovations. But still... Because the basis was a monotheistic religion, they, they didn't accept uh, a lot of the pagan symbols and images, although they had some shirk, you know, in their concept of Trinity. And so uh, a struggle went on. Um, and especially you find um, by the 7th century AD that the church in England, you know, actually um, banned uh, this celebrations on October 31st. It was banned. It was against the law by decree of the government that you could not have um, these uh, pagan holidays of Samhain, you know, on uh, this evening. Because what they used to do 
the Druids would have their temples and whatever. And, you know, they believe the Lord of the Dead is coming and they would burn big bonfires and whatever. And they would, they would dress in um, disguises. So by disguising themselves, they believed that if um, a, an evil spirit was coming to take revenge on you and you look different, and he wasn't always you. Yeah. You'd be confused, right? You know, so so it was a type of uh, group disguising, uh, you know, that was instituted within their ceremonies as well. And they would make sacrifice. They would sacrifice animals. In some cases, they would even sacrifice children at that time to their gods in order to, you know, gain favor. And so the church banned it. But the power of the, the, the nature-based religions is so powerful within the cultures of Europe because their religion was not even the original Tawhid. It was already watered down with the Trinity yeah. and paganism. So, so they couldn't hold them back. So what they decided to do was they, they made no, November 1st is what they call All Hallows Day. And this was a special ceremony for the, the people who had died the martyrs, the saints in Christianity. Uh, so they call it All Hallows Day. And then they said for the evening before, so the pagans would be okay, they call it All Hallows Evening. You see it? Yes, Hallows Eve. All Hallows Evening, when you slur it together like Americans do with English, they it said becomes... Halloween. Yeah. You see, that's where it comes from. And so... The Americans, of course, especially after the Industrial Revolution, um, they start to commercialize everything. And so they, they, they commercialized uh, Halloween. And um, they, the people would dress up in disguises. And they would do a ritual that they call now trick-or-treat. And the trick-or-treat is where the, the children dress up in disguises and they go door-to-door -door, um, and they... You know, they, they beg, they, they yeah. ask for candy, and then you give them candy, or you give them food, or, you know, based upon your culture, uh, you have to give them. Now, what a lot of people don't understand is it's trick or treat. So if you don't treat them, they trick you. Yeah. So they, they're supposed to throw eggs at your house or break your windows or do something devilish, right? And usually the best disguise amongst uh, the different costumes was the devil or the witches, yeah. or goblins, or something like this. If somebody dressed as, a, as an angel... Yeah, that you, wouldn't be very Halloween-like. Yeah. That's tired, right? That, that's, not, you know, that's not lit, is what we say today. Like, yeah. That's not on, right? You know, so uh, the best disguises amongst them you know, were the disguises you know, of the evil things. And the, the, the images, yeah. you know, of course, you would have the pumpkin in America, they make a cup pumpkin a face uh and and the the, the trick-or-treating you know and whatnot and um so basically speaking um this is clear now with christmas and with easter um some muslims get confused and they really get confused with thanksgiving because really there is nothing wrong with a thanksgiving you know especially um, with, yeah it's, it's a thanks isn't it yeah because we, we, we say, alhamdulillah, we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala every time we eat. So if, if your family gets a holiday, you know, and, and they all come together and they eat, um, then okay. But you don't have to have curried turkey. Yeah. Like, you, know, you, don't, you don't have to have a turkey. 
You don't have to follow all of their traditions. But what they don't realize is that the other side, that's Halloween. This is the devilish one. And really, you know, we, we, we try to make a discussion that, you know, our way is, should be very clear. And we shouldn't be following the ways of the people of the book. And the Prophet ﷺ said very clearly, you will follow the way of the people who came before you, inch by inch and foot by foot. Even if they crawl into the hole of a lizard, you will follow them in, into that hole. Right? And we found out it was the people of the book. So therefore, um, we should not be following them. And in the case of Christmas, uh, we're slightly a problem for some people because they have, they have Christmas trees. In, in, the, in the American, in North America, the evergreen tree uh, doesn't die in the winter. So therefore, the people believed that there was life in this tree. And so they made amulets out of this and they would put it in their house because everything's dying around them. This tree is alive. So you would keep one of those as a type of tamima, you know, as a source of life. And so um, the Muslims, one of the Muslims even came to me and they said, okay, uh, um, I want to have a tree because we're in Canada. I said, okay, brother, you know, hold on to your dean. He said, okay, I'll make my tree a, a date palm tree. I won't have an evergreen tree. So we said, no, go back to the Battle of Hunayn when the Prophet was with his uh, companions and they were on making their way toward, you know, Hunayn, where the Hawazan tribes, you know, were, were you know, uh, revolting against Islam. And they came across uh, the great Nebak tree. Yes. There, was, there was a huge tree, a famous tree. And the pagans used to hang their, um, their sheet. Swords and shields, yeah, weapons. On the tree in order to get like baraka, a type of blessing, you know, from the tree. And so they said to the Prophet, So make one adata anwat tree for us, like for them. And the Prophet said, Allahu Akbar, you are an ignorant people. You're following the ways of the people who came before you. You're an ignorant people. So he rejected that and what? Yes. He rejected the trees, any symbols of paganism. So Muslims should not have a Christmas tree, should not have mistletoe. They should not have the holly uh, leaves. They should not have any of these symbols uh, inside of their homes. And when it comes to Halloween, this is where we can say without a doubt, we should not be involved at all. Because the Quran tells us that the shaitan is aduan mubin. Shaitan is an open enemy. And this celebration is the celebration of the Shaitan. devil world. Um, you mentioned the, the trick-or-treating and the, the dressing up. Are they reminiscent of the when, they, when the pagans would dress up to disguise themselves from the, uh, the, uh, the shayateen, uh, that the spirits are coming back? So now kids are dressing up, people are dressing up, so it's a tribute to that and the trick or treating is that a tribute of the it's very similar to the sacrifices that we were making or exactly because you know it, it's sort of modernizing you know what it is. Yeah. of course the children are not taught yeah. you know you know today we have to be honest they're not taught that there's you know spirits coming up to kill you okay. just like a you know fun but still what's in back of it that's what's in back of it and so that sacrifice that is giving people originally didn't give candy they would give like pudding or they would give pies or 
you know, something like this, you know, food stuffs, you know, whatnot. So, you know, it's all connected, but, but, the, but the symbolism of the devil and the evil, the witches and, and the black cat, you know, and all these symbols, you know, which are associated with paganism, Muslims need to, to, to stay away from this completely. Stay away, you know, completely from these things. Now, the question comes, what happens if you're in an area where people live together? Like maybe you even live in a, in a housing complex, right? Or maybe you live in a place where you know your neighbors. Like, what do you do? Okay, generally speaking, in the past, if you turn your lights off and you, you know, just, you know, are not available, most of the trick-or-treaters will just go by you because they're really looking for somebody with the lights on, you know, and with that, 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 that Halloween, what they call jack-o'-lantern, you know, that is there, you know, that face and the pumpkin. Because over the past few years, it's become very dangerous. Uh, the devil worshippers have actually kidnapped children in Canada. And, um, you know, they put filthy things inside of the, the bag. And obviously for a Muslim anyway, um, yeah. you know, what we teach our community is, the Prophet said, that the upper hand is better than the lower hand. So therefore, don't be a beggar, meaning don't beg. So we yeah. shouldn't teach our children to beg, number one. And if they're standing there in a disguise and people put candy, in the bag, do you know it's is it halal candy? That's a good question. That's yeah. Another point. We don't even know that. And then we know that people in America sometimes put razor blades and they put nedges things inside just to play a trick on you know on other people. So therefore, but you know, this year, one of the blessings of Corona, uh, <laughs> King Corona virus, <laughs> is that people probably won't trick or treat because they're afraid of COVID-19. Right, so COVID-19, you know, has probably shut down uh, trick-or-treating and a lot of the Halloween parties yeah. you know, used to go on. Uh, Sheikh, you mentioned that now it has become more, more a capitalistic, uh, symbolic holiday, but even though it still is reminiscent of a lot of these shirky elements, are still, there still people today that see Halloween as it originally was? And like, we still have devil worshippers and we still have these satanic people. So is this night still... Uh, seen as the Al Hallows Eve by some people? Yes, I mean, th these would be the Wicca, the people yeah. of the Wiccan religion and the satanic cults. So, um, but this is a minority, of, to be honest, this is yeah. a minority of people. But it would be within these satanic cults and these Wiccan, you know, type religions, these, these new age uh, religions, they would be the ones, you know, yeah. some people even call themselves pagans. SubhanAllah. You know, so, I mean, you know, th th those are the ones who actually... Yeah go back to the original one thing i find very interesting uh, with, with this conversation was that uh, when you mentioned how it was a lot of times the christians even though at first they try and go against these pagan cultures even trying to ban it they succumb to it in the end and they adopt to it this is because the the notion of introducing new things into christianity or bid'ah into it is something that they uh, end up ex accepting and Islam is so against this that we should be very careful not to fall into the mistake they did. And if we normalize these cultures, and years after years, you might end up having Muslims that also adopt these cultures. So it's very important that we keep our Tawheed pure and, and to exactly. teach our children. And, and we actually had waves of Muslims who came into the Americas in the 19th and 20th century.
early 20th centuries. We had people from the Ottoman Empire uh, who were allowed to come in uh, mm -hmm. uh, to those countries, but because they didn't hold on to their their tawhid, you know, and their and their Islamic way of life, they melted down within society. So, th so there are many Americans and Canadians who actually have Syrian background or Leb Lebanese, Palestinian, you know, uh, Ottoman or Turkish background, Albanian, Bosnian, and 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 they've actually lost their deen, you know, because they didn't hang on. So therefore, we have to teach, you know, our, our children and our society that Islam is a way of life. And yes, we are in the modern age. We're not going to ride on camels, you know, and, and, and we're not going to go back, you know, to the uh, ancient times. However, there's a difference between the revival of Islam and the reform of Islam. So the revival is ihya, that is to bring alive the, 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 the tradition and the way of life of Islam in a modern context. Reform is to change the religion according to the context. So there's a difference between the two. So we're saying, yes, we're living today and we will use the technology, but we can still say Bismillah. We can still, you know, live as Muslims, eat halal food, you know, keep all of our, you know, fara'id of Islam and to deal with our religion, although we're living in a modern society. So this is, you know, what we're saying um, uh, to people, hold on to your, you know, your faith. Um, you, you can recognize what is happening. I mean, I even had a case, I want to be honest with you, of, 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 of a person who said, okay, what happened if you have neighbors who are really close to you? And their child comes to you and they knock on the door and they're asking you for something. What are you going to do? Okay. Now, you've got to have hikmah, right? This is, yes. this, and so, you know, my advice, and Allah knows best, if it's somebody who you really know, invite them in. Give them, you know, something nice to eat. It doesn't have to be the regular candy, like that kind of thing. And do dawah to them. Yeah. You know, tell them about Islam, but show them love, right? Yeah, absolutely. But show them that you're different, right? And, and, and show them love. But for the, for, for the regular trick-or-treaters, no. Uh, my, my policy has been just shut the door and turn off the lights. No, just, just don't, don't be involved at all. No, Jazakallah Khair. It is um, the concept of, of Tawheed and uh, the getting rid of all types of paganism, which is the essence of our religion, should be uh, upheld in every household. So Jazakallah Khair. So the advice um, to summarize up is... Um, first educate ourselves on the importance of Tawheed. You mentioned earlier something quite interesting, which was that uh, the that the rabbit is connected to fertility. And this was a pagan uh, a tradition and a pagan concept, a tamima. And till today, people carry under uh, keychains, rabbit's foot as a protection uh, for, or a good omen. So these superstitions are still quite relevant. Like, it's like people knock on wood, or they were scared of certain things. So these things are actually present and they sometimes affect people's decisions. You'll see Muslims say, I saw a black cat today. Is something bad gonna happen? So we, it's, it's not something that is completely gone. Like when we say it has become fully a commercial thing, that's not necessarily the case. And even if it was, the Muslim should run away from even the stench of shirk, not just the actual uh, um, practice. So uh, I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep us upon the tawheed and to keep us firm 
Uh, and again, I, I thank you for this uh, beneficial reminder and, and conversation. Uh, Halloween is a pagan ritual in the end of the day. It, this is a, we discussed its origin, its history. We also discussed the failure of Christianity to uphold its own values and how they succumb to it. And we definitely do not want Muslims to do the same. Uh, again, Jazakallah uh, khair for the advice that you gave for the mothers and fathers with regards to what they should do if they have neighbors. Um, if you can use this opportunity for da'wah, do so. And if not, shut your lights and let that evening be a regular evening. Again, Jazakallah khair, Sheikh, for, for uh, uh, benefiting us, accepting our invitation. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those that listen and take the good. Again, I thank you. I thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Barakallah feek, Sheikh. Alhamdulillah. And, and anybody who wants the literature, uh, the book Holiday Myths, my website is www.hakeemquick.com. So you, know, you, you can write there and then you know, we'll send you a copy of that, inshallah. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know, accept your work and all those who are striving to revive Islam in this time. Subhanakallahu wa bihamdika. Nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Wa akara da'wana. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.